0: So today we are talking about prevention of HIV-AIDS. There is an old age-old saying, prevention is better than cure. There has always been this understanding that if the roots of transmissions are known, it should be checked or preliminary precautions should be taken so that there is no further spread. HIV-AIDS is a disease which spread and took the shape of calamity because of certain unhealthy behavior of the humans. As the cause of the spread and its precautionary measures are known, this disease can be checked from spreading further. There is no known cure for HIV AIDS as yet. Therefore, once infected, the person will die of AIDS defining illness. At present, we have no vaccine which can untimely prevent us from getting infected. Doctors and medical scientists all over the world have tried to study the disease. They continue to do research to discover drugs that can cure the hiv aids they are also trying to develop a vaccine which can prevent people from getting infected but all those efforts have not produced any satisfactory result the hiv aids has been in existence for over 3 decades now perhaps no other virus has undergone so much research as the hiv virus uh, i would say covid virus has gone under undergone research let it be, yet we have not achieved any breakthrough. Therefore, the only solution available for the prevention and control of this disease is proper awareness. This awareness should reach everyone across the country. There is a need to consciously develop a well-designed HIV AIDS education program. Such a program will aim at providing accurate and complete information on various aspects surrounding the AIDS disease. It will also Aim at removing myths misinformation and misconception about hiv aids now we will see what is the uh, importance of education for prevention prevention of further hiv infection is the only tool that is available with us to control this pandemic everyone has a right to information proper education about hiv aids will help people to protect themselves and others from infection by hiv education is the only medicine available in the world to contain the HIV epidemic. All preventive education programs should offer much more than just information. While sharing information, they should also include the exploration of values and aim at development and practice of skills. To educate people about HIV AIDS or STDs, it is first necessary to overcome denial. Almost every country in the world which has been faced with the problem of the HIV infection has first reacted by denial of the facts. This is true of many states even in India. In fact, there is an attempt by some people to hide the extent of the problem. Until we acknowledge the existence of the problem, changing risk behavior of potential target group will not be possible. Now we will see what is the need of the R. What we require today is to contain the further spread of HIV AIDS and STDs and we also need to take care of those who are affected with HIV infection. Rehabilitation of the victims of HIV faced with social isolation is of utmost importance. Therefore, let us briefly discuss some of the preventive measures keeping in view the roots of HIV transmission and the potential target groups described in the units. Prevention of sexual transmission sex workers and the female population as a whole should not be seen as a commodity available for sexual pleasure. Our tradition or culture, our social norms, our religion, our philosophy and our value system do not propagate misuse or abuse of human beings. Every human being is created with a purpose and order. And let us also remember that through the birth of every child, God is telling us that he is not fed up of human beings. Without a woman, a man is incomplete. Similarly, without a man, a woman is incomplete. The religious scriptures clearly state from the beginning of creation, God made them male and female. For this reason, a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. So they are no longer two, but one flesh. Therefore, what God has joined together, let no one separate. If we remain faithful to our spouse and avoid sex outside marriage, transmission of HIV through heterosexual activities can be prevented. Same-sex activities. According to National AIDS Control Organization, the term men who have sex with men (MSM) is used to denote all men who have sex with other men as a matter of preference or practice. Regardless of their sexual identity or sexual orientation and irrespective of whether they also have sex with women or not, MSM are highly vulnerable to HIV and are also a strategically important group for focusing HIV prevention programs. It is important to know that not all MSM have many sexual partners, however, there are MSM subpopulation which do have high rates of partner change as well as high number of Concurrent sexual partners These subgroups of MSM who often engage in anal sex with multiple partners are at particularly high risk. As per the National Integrated Biological and Behavioral Surveillance, IBBS, conducted in 2014-15, and HIV prevalence among MSMs was found to be 4.30%. HIV and UNCHES our society is known for sheltering and promoting the third sex the yunches, very little research has been conducted on this group in india but they are large population consisting of over a million in india however available information shows that very few not even one person are born yunches in the country there are exceptions people do come into the world as blind deaf dumb mentally retarded etc similarly a very small percentage is also born without proper organs. Somehow, our culture permitted the unches to have their own organized life. This has prompted them to make additions to their population. When born unches are very limited, the best source is to catch and castrate young boys and young men. Thousands of such castrations take place every year in India, which are being reported by Media Time and again. The unches are held in high regard by some sections of our society. It is also known fact that unches provide sexual satisfaction to those who have normal sex organs. They are reported to be providing anal and oral sex to their customers. Therefore, it is a matter of great concern in India to consider the possibility of HIV transmission through the activities of unches. Parents and teachers must caution their children and students about the danger Involved in interacting with injuries and strangers. Premarital sex. Sexual activities among adolescents, street children, and drug addicts have no formal sanction of our Indian society. Our society permits sex only within marriage. Studies in India indicate that about 16 to 20 percent adolescents engage in premarital sexual activities. This shows the extent of risk behavior existing among the young people. It includes a seizable population of children living in the streets. Prisoners and HIV Prisoners have a high prevalence of HIV infection and AIDS. HIV infection rates among this group are difficult to determine accurately due to various reasons. Intravenous drug use and homosexuality are the predominant risk behavior commonly found in prisoners. According to Indian Penal Code, sodomy was prohibited in country. Using, using this clause as a shield, even distribution of condom among prisoners is not permitted. A country like Israel permits the spouse of the prisoner to visit him her once a week so that they are able to continue the monogamous relationship and avoid same-sex relationship. But in India, we have to evolve a suitable strategy to create awareness among policy makers keeping in mind our socio-cultural cultural and religious values. Now we will talk about behavior modification. The safest and surest way to avoid HIV is to mend one's behavior in terms of sexual activities. It is unfortunate that whatever is being supplied in terms of information disseminates in our country, advocates very often only one message, use condoms to have sexual intercourse. Where are our traditional, cultural, social and religious values which always gave us one and only one message, no sex before marriage, have sex after marriage. That too, only with one's own spouse. If we are faithful to ourselves, then we don't need a condom to protect ourselves against HIV, AIDS, STDs. If we remain faithful to our spouse, there is no question of getting infection with HIV. The old saying, history repeats itself, seems to be providing, proving true in this regard it is man who thought and developed social and behavioral norms in the society in terms of family life marriage and sexual restriction the advancement of science and technology and propagation of the freedom theory have overpowered the social societal norms giving way to vulgarity now man has once again been shown his place and his limitations by the hiv aids pandemic studies across the globe show that over 75% of hiv transmissions take place through sexual activities certainly these sexual relations occur outside marriage therefore it is high time and that everyone involving or intending to involve in sex outside marriage needs to modify his or her behavior to avoid getting infected with hiv whatever be the occasion one should avoid sex outside marriage if one wants to avoid risking one's own life a woman is somebody's mother sister daughter or wife similarly a man is somebody's father husband brother or son let this thought remind people every time they want to be involved in sex with a person outside marriage condom use the present policy to promote condom use in india as if it is the only method to prevent hiv aids has met with stiff resistance this way This was an idea borrowed from Western countries where sexual freedom is an accepted norm of the society. It has proved a failure in the Indian context, a society which has not accepted the theory of freedom of sex outside marriage. As a result, all efforts to bring out awareness and proposals for AIDS and sex education have met with strong opposition. In fact, most parents and teachers disagree with the very idea. One of the possible reasons is that the policy makers almost ignored the feeling of the people. Studies across the world indicate that infection with HIV among people who use the condom while involving in sexual activities show that condom if used correctly offers a substantial degree of protection against acquiring HIV infection. HIV transmission, despite condom, use is rarely attributable to a failure of the condom itself and is more often attributable to their incorrect use. Condom failure can occur due to breakage, leakage or improper use. Each of these types of failure can be minimized by the following techniques. Use a new condom for each act of intercourse. Use latex condom only. Use a lubrication or pre-lubricated condom. Usually, condom will have a tip, bubble, or nipple at the end of the closed semen. The condom should be held at the base of the penis immediately after ejaculation to prevent the condom from slipping while withdrawing from the penis. The spermicide nonoxynol-9 should be used alone for HIV protection when used with a condom. It may increase the protection afforded by the condom, nonoxynol 9 is an ingredient found in many spermicidal contraceptive agents. It acts as a contraceptive by disrupting spermatozoa via its detergent characteristics. The observation that this commonly used spermicide also inhibits the growth of HIV in a laboratory setting led to frequent recommendation avoiding its use as means of reducing the likelihood of transmission of HIV during sexual intercourse. For those involved in sex work, same-sex relation, and those who want to risk their lives by indulging in sex outside marriage, condoms may be useful to some extent as recommended by experts on the subject. Some people and organization promote condom as lesser evil if the spouse, one or both, is infected. HIV prevention through sexual activities. The best way to prevent the spread of HIV through sexual activities are practice abstinence before marriage, have sex only with your infected and faithful spouse. Educate yourself and your family member about HIV AIDS, how it spreads and how to avoid it. Do not involve in sexual activities with homosexual strangers, sex worker, etc. Educate yourself about moral values and teachings of your religion. Seek guidance from your parents, teachers and elders in your family. Experimenting sex with anyone outside the marriage, even for once, can infect you with HIV. Do not blindly believe that the condom gives you full protection against HIV AIDS. In fact, it has not shown 100% safety against birth control. Several developing countries have very poor quality condoms which are very unreliable. Do not trust a condom and put your life in danger. Live in dignity. Have respect for the opposite sex. Nobody stops you from mingling with opposite sex or making friends. It is worth waiting till marriage to have sex. If you wish to have an uninfected virgin as your spouse, the same may be the desire by by would-be spouse. Therefore, if you want someone to wait for you, you should also wait for someone to share all you have. Life will be thrilling, meaningful and joyful if you can take care of yourself for some more time. Now, we will see prevention of transmission through blood and blood products. Needles and surgical instruments. Transmission of HIV from the person to another is possible through the use of unsterilized needles, syringes and other skin-piercing instruments like surgical equipments. In procedure involving surgical instruments, the instrument should be properly sterilized. If If it is possible to use disposable instruments like disposable syringes and needles, they should be used. The disposable instruments should be properly discarded. Therefore, you should be careful in getting an injection from a hospital or health clinic. Carry a fresh disposable needle. That is the best way to avoid infection. Or you must ask the nurse or doctor whether the needle is a fresh and sterile one before they use it to inject you. One should ensure that a dentist takes adequate precautions when providing dental care and treatment to his or her clients. While visiting a barber for a shave, carry a fresh blade or ask the barber to use a fresh blade. While getting your own or your relative's ears or nose pierced. please ensure that a fresh and sterilized instrument is used. This is applicable to tattooing as well. HIV AIDS through blood transfusion. HIV AIDS is is passed on to person through blood transfusion with contaminated blood. A person can also get HIV through tissue and organ transplant. Anemic person may need blood transfusion. All these are routes of, uh, for HIV to cross over to uninfected person. Therefore ensure that every unit of blood is screened for HIV before transmission. Haemophiliacs and HIV. Haemophiliacs were found to be principal group at-risk For hiv aids as discussed earlier this group is at a higher risk to encounter blood-borne pathogens because of the frequent blood transfusion and use of clotting factor in 1989 the medical and scientific advisory council of the national hemophilia foundation usa released revised guidelines for therapy of hemophilia in order to reduce the transmission of hiv the major recommendations were factor eight products are heated for 10 hours at 60 degrees celsius or are detergent solvent treated or are monoclonal antibody purified or are heated in suspension in organic media or are dry heated at high temperatures viral attenuated factor 9 concentrate be treated with the methods described above for patient with factor 9 deficiency fresh frozen plasma a blood product containing clotting proteins be used in factor 9 deficiency with mild to moderate factor deficiency. Decompression, DDAVP, a synthetic hormone that improves clotting should be used when possible with mild to moderate hemophilia type A. Person with on von Willebrand's disease, a different form of factor 8 clotting disorder should be treated with DDAVP or cryoprecipitate From carefully tested donors, patients with severe diseases should receive processed factor 8. Bleeding episodes should continue to be treated with appropriate clotting factor. Therefore, you must make sure before blood, tissue and any organ is required to be transfused or transplanted that the HIV status of the person donating the same is verified blood supplied from any blood bank including that of the red cross society should be tested of hiv do not accept blood from a professional blood donor as many professional blood donors in india are found to be infected with hiv injected drug users hiv aids virus can be passed on to an infected person from injecting drug abusers needle sharing is a common practice among drug addicts We already have thousands of HIV victims, especially in the northeastern states and some of the border states who have been infected through sharing needles. Drug addicts also include in a lot of sexual activities. Through these sexual activities, these addicts can easily pass on the virus to their partners, either spouse or another person. It can also lead to the birth of an HIV infected baby. All these are undesirable activities which are not approved by our families, religion and society. Therefore, let us try to prevent these unhealthy practices for the well-being of all of us. For those who cannot manage, use of fresh needle is recommended. They should avoid needle sharing in any ways. The efforts to reduce HIV transmission in drug users include implementing educational programs that explain the risks inherent in using contaminated equipment, replacing used syringes, legalizing syringe sales, providing antiseptics to treat needles before their use, implementing methadone maintenance programs, and providing primary drug treatment to wean the individual from his or her habit. No single approach is uniformly effective and the relative value of each of these different procedures are under evaluation. Prevention of transmission from mother to child. Transmission of HIV can occur from an infected mother to her child during pregnancy, during the process of childbirth or shortly after birth through breast milk. Transmission from an infected mother to her unborn child is estimated to be about 95% of all paediatric AIDS cases. Among children born to HIV positive mothers, about 25-30% to are found to become infected with HIV. Mother to child transmission occurs most often during the process of delivery today effective drug treatment like ACTG 076 AZT or ZOV are available to prevent mother-to-child transmission many interventions like avoiding instrumental deliveries early type tying of the cord and early bathing of the child can prevent mother-to- child transmission cesarean sections definitely decrease the spread of the infection during labor one must always go for available information on the risk associated with breastfeeding and hiv transmission about 14 percent of children get infected through breastfeeding it should be a well thought out and joint decision by the parents to decide for artificial feeding that can replace breastfeeding for the child drug interventions can prevent mother-to-child transmission in 1994 Researchers in the United States reported the result of study on mother-to-child transmission of HIV, ACTG-076. The scientists found that when the antiretroviral drug zedovudine AZT or ZDV is given to HIV-positive women orally five times daily from the 14th week of pregnancy onwards and intravenously during labor, and administered to their infants for six weeks after birth. The risk of transmission of HIV to the child is reduced by over two-thirds. The ACTG076 regimen is now offered routinely to HIV positive women in the industrialized world. However, the regime is costly, long and complicated to administer. Since the treatment with the regimen was costly and time-consuming various regimens that are cheap and effective have been discovered. Studies in Thailand showed that giving AZT from the 36th week of pregnancy gave the same protection as the ACTG-076 trial. In Africa, it was shown that a single dose of nevirapine at the time of delivery and one dose to the baby 72 hours after birth prevented the transmission of the infection. Consult the local physician. specialist on the regimen that is used in your area other preventive measures include HIV positive women wanting to conceive must seek counseling as well as well medical opinion as well as the opinion of her religious leaders who can guide her towards an appropriate decision positive pregnant women shall not opt for an abortion and must seek medical opinion she should opt for a caesarean section as it will prevent the child from getting infected during childbirth. As far as possible, an HIV positive mother also should not breastfeed her baby. HIV can be passed on to the child from breast milk. WHO recommends Sorry, WHO recommends HIV positive women in third world countries to breastfeed their babies. This recommendation should be followed by HIV-positive mothers in India who are not in a position to provide artificial feeds to the babies mainly due to poverty. We should be cautious about reading literature on HIV prevention imported from other countries. We should also be careful while reading material copied from Western literature. There can be misleading messages. For example, we in India have very few single parents, particularly mothers, though there are few exceptions women involved in lesbian activities hardly seek motherhood such a phenomena can hardly be found in india as mentioned in the beginning of the lesson education about hiv aids stds and a good understanding of their various aspects can go a long way to prevent and control hiv the best way to contain the virus is to be faithful to one's spouse and family Now we will talk about uh, universal standard precautions for HIV prevention. Until now we have been discussing the three direct methods through which there is a high possibility of getting infection by the virus. Universal precautions consist of a set of guidelines created to prevent the spread of diseases transmitted through body fluids for the protection of caregivers and anyone with such disease. These precautions were created primarily primarily for medical professionals working in a hospital setting whenever they are likely to come into contact with blood or other body fluids. The Center for Disease Control, CDC, Atlanta, USA, introduced universal precautions to emphasize that precaution must be taken when exposed to any blood or body fluids because any patient could be infected. All blood must be treated as infected by any person handling or exposed to blood. These precautions also apply to other bodily fluids that are potential source of HIV including semen, vaginal secretions and tissue. These universal precautions are known as standard precautions. The change in the nomenclature has been brought about because these precautions have to be applied in all situations and have become the accepted standard of care. Universal precautions include the following practices. Treat every patient as potentially infected. By the time a patient is diagnosed as HIV positive, almost 50% of blood investigations may be over. Hand washing with soap and water between each patient contact. Hands should always be washed before and after contact with patients. Hands should always be washed even when gloves are worn. If you accidentally touch blood or other body fluids, thoroughly wash the hands use of disposable gloves if body fluids are contacted and double gloves during surgical procedure those with open skin lesions should not perform procedures if they are exposed to body fluids wearing of gowns when clothes may be exposed to body fluids wearing of masks and eye wear when performing procedures that may splash the work worker with body fluids sharp instruments should be disposed off in puncture-resistant containers immediately after use. Needles should be disposed of immediately after use without recapping. Disposal containers should be placed in, in all areas where sharp objects are used. HIV prevention and healthcare system. No healthcare worker has been reported to have been infected with HIV infection through casual contact while taking care of infected patient. Till 2000, there have been 57 documented cases of HIV transmission to the healthcare worker from percutaneous exposure. The registry was stopped in 2000 because the infection rate was low. There have been no cases where a HIV-infected healthcare worker has infected a patient. In 1990, a dentist in Denver transmitted HIV infection to six of his patients, the method used by the dentist is not known. Although, the risk from HIV-infected healthcare patients are very low. The CDC issued recommendations in 1991 to reduce the risks even further. The recommendations include, healthcare workers who perform invasive procedures should know their HIV status. HIV-infected healthcare workers should Avoid performing invasive procedures that involve significant exposure to body fluids and that pose a clear risk of HIV transmission. These procedures include those that present a risk of puncture wound to a healthcare worker and contact of the healthcare worker's blood with the patient's body cavity, tissues beneath the skin or mucous membranes. Seek opinion from an expert panel on which an invasive procedure will be conducted of his or her infection HIV infected health care workers approved for conducting invasive medical procedures should inform the patient on whom an invasive procedure will be conducted of his or her infection mandatory testing of health care workers is not warranted because of the low risk of transmission and the expense of conducting a screening program a pregnant health care worker limiting her infection with HIV-infected persons to casual contact runs, no increased risk of HIV infection for either herself or her child. Patients with HIV AIDS are infected with other microorganisms such as cytomegalovirus that are more readily transmittable than HIV. The possible transmission of these other agents prompt recommendations by some that pregnant health care workers to limit their exposure to AIDS patients and avoid direct involvement in their care. Prevention of infection after an accident in hospital If a health care worker gets accidentally injured, he or she can be protected against the dangers of acquiring the infection. Most of the injuries that occur are due to needle stick injuries. These can be prevented if they are careful and follow the procedures diligently. If they get a needle stick injury, bleeding from the wound should be encouraged, the wound should be washed with water and an antiseptic, not Dettol or quaternary ammonium compounds. The injury has to be assessed by medical personnel. If it is not known, then patient should be checked for the infection after obtaining his her consent. If the patient refuses consent, the test can be done without the consent of the patient. This is legally permitted as it poses a threat to an uninfected person. Consult your doctor for the drugs. If a healthcare worker gets an injury from an infected patient, he should get his blood tested immediately and it should be repeated after an interval of 6 weeks. If the first test is negative and the second test is positive, then the injury can be attributed to cause the infection. So we discussed the idea about the situation of the rising HIV-AIDS cases and how prevention methods are important. And we also focused on the various modes of transmission and how prevention at the personal level can put a check in its spread. We emphasized the importance of how prevention of HIV-AIDS can be managed by the individual through behaviour modification and by upholding ethical values. And we ended with uh, some universal precautions which should be followed by the person taking care of the HIV AIDS patient.